Hey fans, it's me, Eddie B from the E's and B's podcast. I want to take a time out here just for a second and give a huge, and I do mean huge, thank you to everyone out there who has taken a second out of your day. Click that listen button on our podcast. These first two years have been awesome. Season three is right around the corner and we cannot wait to bring you much, much more amazing stuff. Right here on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports podcast on your Fridays. Let's go!
for joining us again here on this beautiful holiday. First Friday in September, the second, 2022. How you do? We got a stacked paint show for you today. Let's get that student section full. Crack them eggs and get that heat up. Because it's time for the sunny side. home run 51 earlier this week and continuing to be on fire that's right as the playoff push is keeping up there in the mlb we're going into the last weekend of interleague play there this weekend all kinds of cool games going on i know back in the day i always thought it would be cool when the national league would play the american league now this seems like they do it more often than most but also also, very great races going on for the wild card as things break down. But before we jump into that, let's get into the player stats. That's right, here in the last month of the season. How about for the home run race, as you heard there in the opening, Aaron Judge leading everyone right now at 51. The next closest there in second is going to be Kyle Schwarber with 36. And rounding out the top three is Paul Goldschmidt with 33. That's the top three there in the home run race. How about the batting percentages? That's right. How about number one, Paul Goldschmidt at a three. 33. Then coming in second right now, it's Freddie Freeman at a 326. And rounding out the top three, it's McNeil with the 320. That's the batting averages going into this last month of play. Now let's switch it over to the pitching side. How about for the wins? We've got a three-way tie. That's right. Tom Goslin, Justin Verlander, and Kyle Wright all with 16 wins going into this weekend. And for the saves, how about this? Starting off the number one guy, how about Josh Hatter? He's got 30 saves. Second's going to be Kenley Jensen at 29. And rounding out the top three is Taylor Rogers as well at 29. Folks, those are your MLB player stats going into the last month of regular season play, folks. We're going to have all the information you need to know, the stories, the winners, losers, breaking it all the way down to the postseason right here on the best. Breakfast Wrestling is Sports Podcast on your Fridays. Keeping it going. How about let's break down the standings going into this weekend. Out in the American League, it's the New York Yankees. They're 79-52, and 52, six games up on Tampa Bay. Then we got the Cleveland Indians. They're 68-60, and 60, a game and a half up on Minnesota. And last but not least in the American League, it's the Houston Cheating Astros at 84-47. and 47. They're 11 and a half games up on Seattle. Switch over to the National League. How about the New York Gloves? That's right. They're 83 and 48. Three games up on the Braves. Then we got the St. Louis Cardinals. They're 76 and 55. Six games up on the Brew Crew. And last but not least, it's the LA Pay Me Dodgers. They're 90 and 39. 
13 and a half games up on San Diego. Now, folks, in the wild card, here's how it's going over in the American League. Tampa Bay, Seattle, and Toronto all hold a three-game lead up on Baltimore and Minnesota over in the National League. It's Atlanta, Philadelphia, and San Diego. They are two and a half games up on Milwaukee and nine and a half games up on Arizona and San Francisco. Folks, it's coming down to crunch time. We'll keep you up to date with everything you need to know in the baseball world. Like I said, leading you all the way to the postseason. Keeping it going here on the sunny side up. Let's switch things over from the diamond to the football field. That's right. That's right. It's the calm before the storm. As all the roster spots have been filled, starters are set, folks. We are just six, count them, six days away from opening night NFL going down there live in L.A. as the returning defending champions, the L.A. Rams will be taking on the Buffalo Chokes there on Thursday night next week. We cannot wait here on the podcast. It's been an awesome, awesome offseason. And, of course, this preseason has been nothing to shake a stick at. All Always great stories. We just last story wrapping up preseason as the Aaron Donald double helmet man Coming out of camp there, swinging two helmets at players. Folks have been wondering, will he be eligible going into opening night? Of course, nothing has been yet said about that. But we are just, like I said, one more time, folks. Six days away from NFL 2022-23 season. We cannot wait. We'll be breaking down all the stories next Friday for week one, that's right, folks, and also talking maybe just a smooch about opening night there on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports Podcast. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a member, tell someone about this podcast. Keeping things on the gridiron, let's talk about another opener. How about college football? That's right. Kicking things off last weekend with a banger between Northwestern and Nebraska. Carrying on over into last night. That's right, Thursday night. As there's a big matchup in the Big Ten. Penn State and the Purdue Bullermakers. Also, the bigger rivalry over there on the East Coast. As Pitt took on West Virginia. Those games getting kicked off. Therefore, the first week of college football, as we talked about here on the podcast last week and the week before, we are super excited for that as well. As we do know this, some bangers going into week one. That's right. We talked a lot about it as the number five Notre Dame Fighting Irish will be playing the number two Ohio State Buckeye. That's right. That's one of the bigger games of the weekend. Also, don't forget, like we said, Utah and Florida as well taking a big, big opening game matchup. We'll have to wait and see how that thing shakes out. But for the first time here on the E's and B's of the 2022-23 college football season, we are going to break down the top 10 schools 
before week one gets underway. How about starting it off with number 10? It's Baylor. Then number nine, we've got Oklahoma. Number eight, CSU's rival this week. How about Michigan? Number seven, it's Utah. Number six is Texas A&M. We just talked about them. Number five is Notre Dame. Four is going to be Clemson. Three being the returning champion, Georgia Bulldogs. Number two, Ohio State Buckeyes. And rounding out number one this year before the season starts, it's your Alabama Roll Tide, folks. That's how the top ten looks right now. Before we jump into tomorrow's opening weekend, we cannot wait. We'll have all the stories, winners, losers, and everything you need to know. And, of course, the new Top 10 list, maybe, next week right here on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports Podcast. With that, let's switch things up and go from the football field to the race track. Go to the outside. No, it got blocked by the 77. Now a big push coming. One lap to go. Presented by Credit One Bank. Austin Dillon out in front. He could be the guy who wins his way into the playoffs in the final race of the regular season. He has his teammate, Tyler Reddick, who's locked into the playoffs already. Right behind him. Less than a half a lap to go. Cody Ware running in that third spot. Here comes Cedric in the two. Keep an eye on him. I don't know if he has enough time. And he doesn't have help anymore. It has dropped off as they come out of turn number four. Martin Trex Jr. trying to fight back up there to get in at points, but it's Austin Dillon who wins at Daytona. There you have it. Congratulations to the number three machine of Austin, my grandpa's rich Dillon, pulling off the miracle there on Sunday at Daytona after a day and a half rain delay, basically. And uh, a lot, a lot, obviously, as you heard, of the big names wrecking out and leaving it up to just some of those guys that needed to get in. And unfortunately, therefore, the 19 machine, Truex, did not have enough spots to get his points up to where they needed to be and knock out Ryan Blaney. So Ryan Blaney squeezes his way into the playoffs after a early wreck there on Saturday. Uh, questionable if he could even get back up to pace. A lot of weird things happen, but he ends up making his uh, way into the playoffs. How about this? Let's just give you the rundown of how they set going into Darlington this weekend. That's right, round one, race one of the 2022 NASCAR playoffs. This is how they're going to be setting as they roll into Darlington. 16th spot will be the number three machine of Austin Dillon. The 15th spot will be the number 48 machine of Alex Bowman. The number 14th spot will be number 2 of Austin Sendrick. The 13th spot will be number 99 of Daniel Suarez. The 12th spot, it'll be the 14, number 14 car of Chase Briscoe. The 11th spot will be the number 18 machine of Kyle Crybaby Bush. The 10th spot, it'll be the number 20 machine of Christopher Bell. The 9th spot, it'll be the number 4 machine of of the closer, Kevin Harvick. The eighth spot will be the number eight machine of Tyler Reddick. The seventh spot, like I said, squeezing his way in there. The 12th machine of Ryan 
Blaney. Now, folks, I know you're wondering, how did he get to seventh if he just squeezed his way in there? Well, he did not have any wins, obviously, and throughout the first part of the regular season, this man was consistent, building points, getting stage points, doing what he needed to do to put himself now starting in the seventh spot week one. How about the sixth spot? It's going to be the number 11 machine of Denny Hamlin. The fifth spot, it's going to be the 24 car of William Byron. The fourth spot, he's going to be the five machine of Kyle Larson. Now the top three, three being the number one machine of Wreck-Em-All, Ross Chastain. The two spot will be the number 22 machine of Joey Lagato. And starting on the points pull, going into round one, race one, it's the fan favorite, number nine, Chase Elliott. Congratulations to everybody that made the playoffs from us here at the E's and B's. We cannot wait to see how this year's playoffs shake out. We know this. There's a lot of people still waiting for payback on the one car. Will it happen off the start? Or will they wait for the right time to make it hurt more when it counts? We'll keep an eye on that feud, folks. And also, we'll break down all the winners, losers, and who's on the bubble going into the last race of round one right here on the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast make sure you guys like share subscribe pass the gravy spread the butter tell a friend tell a family member tell someone about this podcast keeping it going here on the sunny side up let's keep it in the racing world switch it up to the short track side and some big let me tell you folks big wins last weekend how about let's start off there in the outlaw figure eight division Making the last run there at the Indianapolis Speedrome. The warm-up before the big, big three-hour coming up here in just two weeks, folks. We cannot wait for that. But there on Saturday night, it was the return of the Dirty Drive. And number 23 machine, Eddie Van Meener. Congratulations to him as he dominated from start to finish there at the Speedrome. Taking them boys to school and becoming the winner there at the last night. Congratulations to him. An awesome, awesome race. And uh, like I said, he looked like he was knocking the rust off, getting ready for that big, big three-hour. Speaking of that three-hour, as you know, folks, we're going to have a driver right here on the E's and B's coming up next Friday. That's right. Returning E's and B's veteran, the driver of the number 87 machine, Matt Smith, will be our guest. We'll be talking to him a little bit about his journey on what it's take to get him where he's at right now and what he thinks about this year's three hour. That's right. Matt Smith, the driver of number 87, will be our guest next week, folks. You do not want to miss it. Also, talking big wins. How about right here in the home state? That's right. At the Colorado National Speedway last weekend out in the Superstocks. One of our partners, that's right, an A's and B's veteran getting the victory in the number 23 machine, Jordan Abeda. Congratulations to him holding off some fast, fast chargers there in the super stock division. And as it's been for the last two to three times out, this boy has been on a mission last week. Finally, getting to where he wanted to be in Winner's Circle. So, congratulations to him from us here at the E's and B's. Like I said, folks, he is one of the baddest, youngest 
drivers west of the Mississippi. And if you get a chance to check out Colorado National Speedway, make sure you guys go check out Team Hilton and Team Abeda. Let them know that Eddie B from the E's and B sent you. We'll be joining up with Team Abeda and Team Hilton here in just a short week as will you possibly making one more round to the Colorado National Speedway to help out McCrista Hilton in the oh six truck. That's right. So folks, make sure you guys stay tuned to the YouTube, Facebook, and all the E's and B's social media outlets out there so you are not left behind. All right, keeping it going here on the sunny side up. How about this weekend? Going down there in my home state. That's right. Winchester, Indiana as the Winchester Speedway. It's the big Labor Day weekend blowout. That's right, folks. The ARCA cars, CRA, Street Stocks, and many others will be in the building. Or should I say, on the property. We cannot wait. This is one of my favorite races all year round. Of course, we won't be attending because we're about 1,600 miles away. But we will have all the winners, losers, and stories coming out of Winchester right here on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports Podcast. Let's switch things up and go from the roundy round to the strip. That's right. No prep talk. How about MPK back in action last week? That's right. Down, or should I say up in the land of the potatoes, Idaho. That's right. Running things up there. And, of course, can anybody catch the king Friday night there in the eight-car shootout? Ryan Martin knocking off Kai Kelly, getting the win in that one. Congratulations. Then turning around on Saturday, double dipping. Congratulations to Fireball. Ryan Martin holding off some heavy, heavy hitters there on Saturday and becoming yet another invitational winner. I lost track, folks. I got to say, I think that's five for this year. Folks, he's just bad to the Boom! I don't know if anybody can catch him. He's already got such a big points lead. They'll be traveling to Tucson next week, and then they'll be right here in Colorado in two weeks, folks. That's that's the MPK series. Make sure you guys go check out No Prep Fam Steve for all the action, of course, as well as Upshift there on YouTube to keep up to date with all the MPK action. All right, switching things up. Let's talk about a little bit of No Prep. That's right, one of our favorite things. Last weekend, a bunch of badass action going down all across the nation. That's right, we had Austin and Little Heavy getting a big, big willy. How about Perry putting on a hell of a willy there against Sherm at the No Prep Mania. But in the end, we had some solid, solid winners. That's right, congratulations to Ashley and Brandon Moore up there at Augandaga in Michigan, holding off some heavy, heavy hitters. I know uh, you guys go check out 24-7 Motorsports, uh, Ashley and Brandon's YouTube page. Uh, They'll break down what went down there at the track in Michigan last weekend. Once again, congratulations to them. Also, a congratulations to Jasper. That's right, Jasper Graham knocking them out the night before on the street. Our boy Limpy, they're live in action with that. Of course, it's good to see him back on the streets and back around. I know he's still not 100%, but keep him still in your thoughts and prayers as uh, it's cool to see Limpy finally back out on the streets. Also, there last weekend, we had King of the Asphalt, folks. Big, big race going down. In the end, it came down to two heavy, heavy hitters. 
one you may know and one you may not have, but that's Chicken Hawk going up against Johnny Quick. That's right, Street Outlaws Johnny Quick. In the end, though, it was the Hawk. That's right, Chicken Hawk getting the win. Congratulations to him from us here at the E's and B's. Nailing down one of the heavy, heavy hitters who seems, folks, to be showing up a lot more at these no-prep events. That's right, Johnny Quick taking his Mustang on the road. It's good. If you ask me, I love seeing that. It only, you know, I said it, and I'll say it again. Competition breeds competition, and that's all that's doing, in my opinion. But congratulations to those guys there as they won in Salem. Also, folks, going down this weekend, make sure you guys have all the notifications on our boys. Pennywise Racing and Media will be going live from Battle at the Beach. That's right, down there in Myrtle Beach, as uh, our boy Clifton Claude will be putting on one of the baddest beach shows of the summer. The end of the summer, that is, down there, Battle at the Beach, going on Saturday, tomorrow, folks, some of the baddest no prep, small tire racers will be down there battling out for the money, folks. We'll have all the winners and losers out of that right here on the best breakfast wrestling and sports. And make sure you guys stay tuned to our boys, Pennywise Racing and Media, our no prep felons, Bob Rice, as they will have some of the baddest live feeds going on. Also, make sure you guys go check out Limpy and Happy. And don't forget about our friends, Ohio Grudge Racing. Folks, if you do not have any of those on your list, they need to be on your list so you do not miss out on any of the baddest no-prep action across the nation, folks. All kinds of races going down this weekend. Like I said, we got Battle at the Beach. We've got Crossville, Lucky Sevens, folks, all across the board. There's going to be some good action, and we'll have all the answers, winners, losers, and everything you need to know right here on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports Podcast. With that, folks, that's going to wrap up the sunny side. Stay tuned. Talking about best. It's my best friend coming up. We're going to be diving into his experience there at the Ric Flair's last match and SummerSlam a couple weeks back. Folks, he's got some cool stuff to say. Coming up next, my bestie. That's right, Brian Ashton. You're listening to the E. And B's podcast. Alright, fans with us today. He has been, for the past 35 years, the Scotty to my Michael, the Shaq to my Kobe, the McMahon to my Peyton, the Sandberg to my Grace, that's right, my best friend, the Hawk to my animal, the one and only coming to us from Indiana, I get to you, they call him B.A., I call him Brian Ashton. I like that intro. Uh, definitely, I'll take the Sandberg one, too. I, I like that. Uh, I had to dig deep and think about that. I knew you like that, though, man. How's it going, man? Welcome back to the E's and B's podcast. Uh, as you all know, Brian is my best friend of 35 years, and this was supposed to happen 
about three weeks ago uh, prior. Some things came up. We had to squeeze it back to now. But we're here this week right here on the meet to talk about Brian's experience at the Ric Flair's last match. And and he double dipped. We're going to talk about SummerSlam as well. All right, Brian, are you ready to jump into this? Ready to go. All right, Brian, I got to ask you right off the bat. So two-night experience there in Nashville. You saw SummerSlam first, and then you went Sunday night to, you know, something I'm so still so jealous of, uh, Ric Flair's last match. Yep. I got to know, before we get into any details, you had to pick one. Which one was your favorite? Oh, uh, I, I said after the Ric Flair, um, I, I easily would have – I paid more money to go to SummerSlam than Ric Flair and uh, easily would have picked the Ric Flair. Smaller venue, uh, just everything about it was better, to be honest with you. Yeah, I can I can agree. Obviously, I saw some photos from where you were sitting at both events. I do mm -hmm. want to say that the SummerSlam event, you know, the uh, the, the vision was obstructed with a, a post, you yep. know, for the set itself. But on the flip side, let's let's take that out of the equation. What was the atmosphere like at SummerSlam? Um, a lot of people, uh, but a football stadium. So, you know, everything's a, a little bit more spread out. Uh, the ring was we thought we had really good seeds and they were pretty good if the the view wasn't blocked. Um, but when you put a little ring in a big football stadium, it's it's really hard to see. Um, I think uh, I heard people talking about they were saying on Twitter when the uh, uh, when the sun went down and it got dark, they had. Um, so what was blocking the view was the the post or the pillars or whatever that was holding up the, the big screen TV so everybody could see. And when. People would come out, they would, you know, the lights, there was kind of like a light show. And during certain matches, they would have lights on and it would just blind you. And you like literally couldn't see the ring or look at it because these lights were right in your eyes. Um, so that kind of, you know, you, you compared the Ric Flair thing, and I'm sure you'll get to it. You know, the Ric Flair, you could see perfect. You were inside. Um so that was one of the things that I didn't really love. Uh, the atmosphere was nice. Um, everybody was really nice there. Um, <laughs> we did have some younger guys uh, behind us, and I'm sure they're, you know, huge wrestling fans. And um, first, you know, they were kind of funny, but they were talking the whole time. Like the guy behind me, I, I, I said to Gabby, I was like, I don't think uh, – he's had a thought that he hasn't said out loud the <laughs> whole, the whole time we're here. So, um, so yeah, um, you know, it, it was, it, it felt like kind of going to like a concert or a big event, definitely. But, okay. um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. That absolutely answers my question. And some, I, I think honestly, you know, when, it, when it is such an big event, it's kind of hard to mess it up no matter where you're sitting, in my opinion. Um, you know, you kind of get what you pay for when you get those nosebleeds. But on the flip side, uh, sometimes you're not too sure what the, the setup's going to be. Unfortunately for you, obviously, it was a little obstructed, but sounds like you found a way around it. Let me ask you this. If you can remember back, 
other than the most historic moment of the whole entire SummerSlam, did it feel like the anticipation of something big was about to happen at any moment? Uh, well, definitely at the end when Lesnar drove the tractor out, you kind of get a sense that something was happen, uh, going to happen with it. But uh, someone around us made a joke like, wouldn't it be funny if he like, flipped the ring over? And I don't know if he read that somewhere or what, but the way he said it made it sound like you know, he was just talking. He didn't have any inside information. And then when he did it, that was, that was really wild. Um, that definitely like for the night was, was, was the highlight. And, uh, what you said about our seats, we weren't really in the nosebleeds. We really, no, yeah, no, you were, I was just saying in, um, in reference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just the, the view was, was blocked. That was the, the biggest thing with it. Right, right. Well, one more, uh, just a couple more here for SummerSlam. And then, like I said, we'll switch over here to the Ric Flair. I got to ask you, though, if you can remember, other than that moment, what was your favorite match? Um, I think I mentioned this to you when we talked on the phone when I had to reschedule. But uh, I think it was the first match, uh, the the women's match with uh, Becky Lynch, uh, Bianca Belair. I don't know if it was because of the first match, everybody was so fired up but it, w- it was a really good match um they uh had some people come out at the end and um i, I would say that was probably the best one um i could see it it was still <laughs> daylight outside so. <laughs> got you I, I know this one of my big things uh no matter if it's a pay-per-view uh, or wednesday monday night show no matter what it is when it comes down to wrestling i think it's very very important that first match sets the tone yeah. And um, sometimes, you know, people frown upon the fact that females coming out to start a pay-per-view or start a big show. I-, I think it's great when you have the big names that can do it right. But, you know, that can dictate how that crowd reacts for the rest of that pay-per-view. Obviously, there at SummerSlam, like you said, pretty good atmosphere for the whole thing. To me, yeah. a little flat. But at the end, you know, Brock turning it up to level 10. Obviously, like I said to you. I think it's awesome. You know, you can go down in history saying I was there for that moment. Um, definitely a cool, cool thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never seen anything like that. So um, and it, when he looked like he was going to do it, I was like, surely not. There this has to be some sort of safety issue, but uh, they must have worked yeah. it out. Yeah, so. they worked it out. They made it look great. And I got to say, for for what it was, that's a good way to go off and go out. Now, let me tell you, everybody out there, this is what I'm more excited about. How about flip it over 24 hours later, same town, some of the same people, but for the first time ever, B.A. was stepping into an event that no one knew what was going to go down. Nobody knew what to expect. We did know this. Marquee names on that docket. Marquee. And the main event, Ric Flair. Woo! His last match. You knew no matter how this thing shook out, it was going to be good. I got to get to you, Brian. I already got chills talking about it. Just being in that building, what did it feel like the next day? Uh, it was great. I, I mean, the fans were crazy for it. People were dressed up. I sent you a picture of this guy uh, who sat behind me, was dressed up like Macho Man Randy Savage, talking like him. He's the nicest guy. Um it um uh, to go back to kind of what you said, I, I was kind of nervous about it because they 
didn't have an opponent for him. They moved locations. So I'm like, okay, what's this? What's this going to be? We had general admission seats. Um, so like when we got there, everybody, it was like at the municipal auditorium, which they've had big events before. And we get there, we want to get there pretty early because we had general admission seats. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> he was a great guy. I don't, I don't know his real name. He dressed but... up pretty good, I got to say. And he was going around talking with all the people and everything. Uh, so we get there early and we're standing in line outside and, you know, the line's getting bigger and bigger and we're just waiting and waiting. And I, I forget the time they were supposed to let us in, but it was past that time. Line wasn't moving. This big group of people came up because uh, they wanted like, instead of the line to wrap around, they wanted like the line to wrap around a certain way. And this big group tried to cut everybody so I was kind of like, okay, what's going on? And then finally the line got moving. Uh, we got in and, you, you know, I showed the guy the tickets and he's like, you can sit anywhere here. And I really couldn't believe how close we got. I mean, we're six rows from the floor, perfect angle. Um, that guy you just showed me, I believe him and his friends were talking about how they paid for the seats down on the floor and they actually chose to sit up behind us because the seats we had were better. So like if you're in the front row in the chairs, probably better seats than ours. Uh, maybe if you're at the rail with the wrestlers coming down, maybe better. But other than that, we, we had probably close to the best seats in the house. Yeah, I, I could say for all the videos and everything that you did send uh, from the actual inside the event, amazing stuff. Of course, we talked uh, just about a week ago. You sent me a picture of a, a old uh, venue, WCW venue from back in the day. Showed me a little bit of that. Very cool, man. I, I Like I said, I'm still super jealous over the whole situation. Um, who knows if I will ever get to do something that cool. But I got to say, I'm very uh, proud to say that my best friend attended what will probably go down as one of the baddest events there in Nashville. Um, Brian, I got to ask you this, though. With all the names, probably you not know, <clears throat> excuse me, you not knowing most of them, mm -hmm. what stood out the most other than Ric Flair's uh, main event there? I mean, really, every match was good. Uh, the production value was top notch. Like, uh, you know, I would imagine it would have been like watching a Nitro in the 90s. I mean, it was that good a production value. Um, as far as like the matches, uh, like the luchadors, you know the names better than me. I mean, the matches were amazing, but every match was was really good. Uh, I was surprised; the quality was great. And then, uh, of course, at the end, um, after everything was done, we were just leaving and saw a group of people standing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I met Pillman Jr. and. Yeah, if you can look at right a little shabby picture on my phone if you're looking here on the video. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of funny. I giggled as soon as I got this because, let's be honest, a Brian and a Brian. Two, my two favorite Brians. Oh, <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, and he was really nice. And the funny part was is people didn't, like, really know what was going on. So there's, like, a small group of people. And he walked out, and it was like – he just kind of walked past everybody and I saw somebody ask like stop and take a picture. And I realized who it was. So I just was like, Hey, uh, can you get a picture with me? And he said, yeah. 
And then after we stood there for a while, um, uh, I think Jerry Jarrett, I sent you a picture yeah, of that yeah. too. And then once some of the, you know, big, big names like Bret Hart, McFoy, then there was like, Tons of people Rock, right? there was a ton of people. And I, I knew at that point they, Man. they weren't going to stop for a hundred people to take pictures with them, but. Absolutely. Yeah, It'd be really so, cool. so cool. I, I got to agree, man. It, it uh, definitely was cool to see you there and, and all the names that you possibly could have ran into in just a short amount of time and 48 hours. Uh, that's pretty legendary. And that's not even, you know, enjoying some of the other things that could have been possibly going on on the outside. Some of the other events, you know, throughout yeah. that weekend. Um, cool stuff. I just got a couple more here before we wrap things up, Brian. I got to know this. If you could change anything about either event what would it be uh not to keep harping on it but the summer slam if that pole or structure was not my way it would have probably totally changed my experience because it could not have been more in the center of my view than it was so a match would go on and i'm kind of (laughs) like going back and forth yeah gotcha all right and then how about this knowing what you know how the outcome went Mm -hmm. down there at the rick flair match Mm-hmm. Was you shocked with that match in general? Uh, if I can be a hundred percent honest with you, um, I wasn't shocked. I, I was pretty sure he was going to win. Um, I, I talked to you about, you know, I was some of the things that surprised me was Jeff Jarrett. I mean, he looked like he was twenty five years old. A million bucks, a million. Bucks. Uh, really good. Um, with all honesty though, like I hadn't seen Ric Flair in a long time. So the last time I saw him, he was a lot younger than he was. So I I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was a little bit surprised that he didn't move quite as well as I envisioned. But if I really would have thought about it, I mean, he he did really well for his age. I mean, no doubt about it, but it just, for me, not seeing it, you know, him so long, I still remember him from 10, 15 years ago. And so it, it was a little bit different, but um, yeah, I mean, when he won at the end, the place went crazy. Bananas, bananas. All right. Last thing I got, if you could do it all over again, would you? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. It was worth it. It was uh fun fun time in the city we had time in the city too so uh we went to like hattie b's the famous like nashville chicken place walked around the city and stuff so uh yeah definitely man i can't i can't say much more about it other than like i said a million times i'm so jealous of you it was an honor for you to actually uh pick me up something while you were there i can't wait to catch up with you here shortly when i get back to indiana but uh, hopefully in the future, Brian, me and you can do this uh, one time ourselves together and we'll be able to talk about it in, uh, in the future as well. With that being said, my man, before I let you out of here, you got anything else for our fans and listeners out there? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, good to talk to you. It's been a while. Good to see you. So, um, yeah, we'll do it again soon, hopefully. Absolutely. All right, fans out there coming to us from Franklin, Indiana, by way of indianapolis it's my best friend that's right some of them might call him face from the a-team but i call him thanks my man good seeing you take care
came with you. Still waters run deep. Still Snoop Dogg with D.R.A. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's back? Yes, yes, yes. What a great, great interview. So, so good to have my best friend, Brian, back again here on the E's and B's. Of course, we have such a long, long history. And, of course, we could spend a whole episode just talking stories. And uh, we'll definitely have my boy back here uh, definitely in the future to talk a lot more uh wrestling and all kinds of cool sports stuff but once again my boy brian ashton shout out to him thank you so much for coming on today's episode and uh giving us your insight there on rick flair's last match and of course SummerSlam. some cool cool stuff i envy him as a man oh man it would have been cool to uh, attend that with him but maybe next time or hopefully here in the future we'll uh definitely be able to do something like that so with that, let's switch things up. Get to my favorite part of this segment. That's right. Let's get to the scrambled and talk some wrestling. Going down there last week on SmackDown live in Detroit. And I got to say a shout out to my cousin, Billy Jones. I could not believe it. My man was on the screen right off the bat there attending SmackDown. And uh, it was cool. Every time a person would come out, my cousin was that guy in the left corner of your screen. Flexing, pumping his fist, booing, doing what he's supposed to be doing. That's right. So shout out to the badass. Billy Jones from us here at the E's and B's. But last weekend there, a double taping as this weekend is a pre-tape. And spoiler, spoiler, that's right, spoiler alert. I do know this. Ronda Rousey reinstates tonight there on SmackDown. And she's going to throw Adam Pearce in an arm bar. That is what I've been told. So very cool stuff. Make sure you guys check out SmackDown. My cousin Billy will be there again. He will be the guy, like I said, on the left hand of your screen. Anytime a wrestler comes out from the back. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. But as we know, it's the big pay-per-view weekend for the WWE. As going down across the pond for the first time in a long, long time. It's Clash at the Castle. The pay-per-view going down Tomorrow night there for the WWE, and what a stacked, stacked card. But before we get to that, the rumor's still swirling. Or will we get a new person showing up there at Clash at the, Ca- Clash at the Castle as the rumor's swirling? Fiend being the person everyone's thinking will be attending this. We'll have to wait and see if we have any surprises coming out of the Triple H camp. We cannot wait, but... Let me break down the card as it stands here on Friday. How about this? Starting the show off, they're going to have Edge teaming up with Rey Mysterio. And they'll be taking on Edge's old group, Judgment Day. That's right. A very, very interesting match as 
Dominic Mysterio wanted to be a part of this and now is pushed to the side for Edge. But Mysterio, Dominic that is, has a storyline building with Rhea Ripley. Kind of like the old days of Eddie Guerrero and China. So we'll keep an eye on that as the Mabel, or we may be seeing the first time ever split of father and son going down there tomorrow night. Also, also on the card, how about the Intercontinental title when Gunther will be defending against Sheamus, folks? I gotta say, keep your eye on this match as I predict it will steal the show. That's right, Gunther defending against Sheamus. Then the brawl, how about this? Matt Riddle taking on Seth Rollins. I'm hoping for a crimson mask or something better in this this style of a feud as they've been going at it for the last three weeks and they will be going at it again tonight there on SmackDown. Also, six women tag. How about Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Ashka? They'll be taking on Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Shirai. Boo. That's just my opinion, folks. I'm not really into this match. I have not ever been into any kind of women's six-man match and I think this will stink the joint out in my opinion that's just my opinion after that how about this match it's the women's smackdown title on the line as the champion Liv morgan will be defending against the killer Shayna baszler folks my prediction on this one we will have a new women's smackdown champion as Shayna baszler should come out on top i think folks this is the time that they finally Push Shayna the right way, and we see the killer intentions that are hiding behind that ex-MMA fighter. But that's just my opinion, and that's what I'm hoping for. And then, in the main event of the evening, folks, we all know what it is. It's the defending, reigning, longest champion. That's right, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief himself, will be taking on the hometown hero. That's right, folks. And Drew McIntyre, these two will be coming to head finally there at Clash at the Castle main event style, folks. Who do you got over on the other side of the pond, folks, going down tomorrow night? It's WWE's Clash at the Castle. We'll have all the storylines, surprises, and everything you need to know right here next week on the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast keeping it going let's switch things up and go to the other channel i let her down maybe that love just maybe that love just isn't enough anymore What is this? What is this? A steal who we saw grab the signed contract from John Moxley earlier. Man, this is not what we talked about when you were going to come out here and say in the back. I don't know what happened between there and here, but this is not it. This isn't you. These two guys are best friends for years, guys. I apologize for interrupting his promo, but my name is Ace Steel. And I trained this man. I've been his coach from day one. Since the first day you walked into the steel domain, you've been fighting from underneath. You fought through everything. 
everything to get to where you are. I got a career that I'm proud of, but I'm most proud of yours because I coached you. I coached you from day one to do all this. We're not just friends. We've seen them come and go. We're family. We are family. And you don't let family down. You didn't let Chicago down. You filled an arena on a rumor that after seven years you would come back to professional wrestling. And I'm not letting you leave now. Yeah, you thought with your balls in your heart when you went out in Cleveland and you lost in Cleveland, so what? So what? In your own words, in your own words, life isn't about how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up. And you up. You get up. You get up and fight. And you're going to fight Sunday. You're going to sign this contract. All these people, you're going to sign this contract and you're going to fight John Moxley. Is that what Sam Punk needed to hear? I got goosebumps, man. That was... And you forgot who you were. Tell him, Chicago. Oh, unforgettable moment we're watching right now. Wow. What a moment. Sign it. There you have it, folks, going down on Wednesday night in Chicago. I've got goosebumps just talking about it. A historic moment that you have to go back and check out. CM Punk looking like he possibly was about to hang things up and his coach coming out and slapping the life back into him. And now, with that and the loudest crowd I have ever heard on TV, We have a main event Sunday at All Out, folks. It's going to be one of the baddest pay-per-views AEW to date has put on now with the fire behind CM Punk and the fire that we saw between Jon Moxley at the opening in his interview. They're starting the show. I got to say, you do not want to miss this one. This pay-per-view is going to be like Rocky. As motivating, as remembering the Titans, folks. It is going to be a banger going down Sunday there in Chicago, folks. And going down there on Wednesday night, we got a bunch of lead up. Of course, we got the six-man final between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. They took on Ozzy Open and Will Ospreay. And you do need to do yourself justice and go back, check that out. One of the most acrobatic athletic, put-together matches I've seen in a long time, folks. Awesome, awesome stuff. Make sure you guys do yourself justice. Go back, check out Wednesday night there on Dynamite. As I gotta say, it was an awesome, awesome episode. Leading up to tonight, which is also gonna be live there, Rampage in Chicago, folks. I do not know what to expect. We do know this. We're gonna be getting one surprise on Sunday, folks, in the ladder match. That's right, the casino ladder match, which will be kicking off the pay-per-view. And I gotta hope, only hope, that MJF makes his return. I hope everybody else out there can agree with me. I gotta say, 
this time and the time is now for that man to get back into the wrestling ring and only would it be right if he could just be there at the right time at the end of that main event as well. But let's break down what will be going down there live from Chicago at All Out this weekend. They're going to kick it off with the buy-in show. That's right, the one that's going to be free there on YouTube. And it'll be Eddie Kingston taking on Tomohiro Ibishi. And folks, these two have went at it before, and it's going to be a heavy, heavy hitting match. I'm going to take Eddie Kingston. Then also, the FTW Championship will be on the line as the champion hook. He'll be defending against Cool Hand Luke from JAS, folks. I think Hook will come out on top for that one. Then the last match of the buy-in, it will be the All-Atlantic Belt on the line as champion Pac will be taking on the returning Kip Sabian, folks. And I gotta say, I think Kip Sabian has some more tricks up his sleeve. He'll be coming out as the new All-Atlantic Champion there on Sunday. Now, switch over to the main event, the pay-per-view. Everything everybody wants to see. Starting off with, like I said, the casino ladder match. That's right. We'll have seven contestants and one surprise, folks. We, we have no idea who that surprise could possibly be other than hopeful MJF. That's what we got here. Then, after that, how about a six-man match. FTR and Warlow, they'll be taking on, or they'll be taking on Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. I've got FTR and Warlow coming out on top for that one. Then followed up, we got Jungle Boy taking on Christian Cage. This is a big, big feud coming to head. I gotta say, Jungle Boy comes on top, but don't bet against the fact that maybe Luchasaurus coming out and helping Christian Cage and switching the plot. Keep an eye out for that. After that, how about Ricky Starks and his feud? He'll be taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. Folks, I think Powerhouse Hobbs will cheat to win that one. After that, a match I cannot wait for. That's right, we'll have the American Dragon going up against the Lionheart. That's right, Brian Danielson taking on Chris Jericho, folks, I'm not sure how this one will go, but I'm going to have to go with Brian Danielson out on top. Then, how about the TBS Championship? The defending reigning champion, that's right, the undefeated Jade. She'll be taking on Athena, otherwise known as Amber Moon. I've got Jade on top for that one. Then, the AEW tag titles are on the line as defending champions Swerve and Keith Lee. They'll be taking on the acclaimed, folks. I think we're going to get another title swap. That's right. I think Eclaim come out on top for that one. Then, in the co-main event of the evening, I wish it wasn't, but it is. It's a four-way between Britt Baker, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter and Sheeta, folks, this will be determining the interim women's world champion. That's right, folks. I got to say, I don't know who's going to come out on top. I'm hoping for Britt Baker, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Storm is your champion there on Sunday. And I got to say, it will be the stinker of the whole card. And then, last but not least, as we heard there in the promo, going down there live in Chicago in front of his hometown. That's right, CM Punk will be going back at 
John Moxley one more time to try to win the AEW World Title, folks. You do not want to miss that. I think I know there will be some blood in that one, folks. It's going to be an amazing night there in Chicago. We'll be breaking this thing down along with Clash of the Castle right here next week on the best Breakfast Wrestling and Sports Podcast on your Fridays. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family, tell someone about this podcast. With that, that's going to wrap up the scramble this week. I'm going to get Lauren in here. We got a surprise for you. We got some stuff to tell you and all the shout outs you need to know. Coming up next, it's the toast. You're listening to the E. And B's podcast. Baby! Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 Hustle out, hustle every single day. I'll be making moves till I'm buried. Fans, it's everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jam, your jelly, your butter, cinnamon, sugar. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. I'd like to welcome in the fuel that keeps this fire burning. My lovely sidekick, Miss L.B. Yay! Welcome in on this beautiful first. Friday here in September, obviously Summer. holiday weekend style. We got an action-packed oh, yeah. holiday, all kinds of stuff uh, on the docket. Yeah, badass racing, awesome sporting events, yeah, and uh, a three-day weekend for most. So very cool stuff. So excited. Yeah, I cannot wait. And once again, let's get right to it here and start on out with those shout-outs. I want to give a big shout and a thank you to my lifelong friend that's right brian ashton thank you so much for coming on the show it was an honor to have you on and i cannot wait to have you back like i said we'll dive a little bit more into our past in the future but once again thanks so much for you coming on back today to the future <laughs> yeah it was a, a, a definitely a cool thing also I want to give a shout out to pennywise racing's robert smith shout out to bang that lights desk returner shout out to stage line productions willie sheffield shout out to carolina performance and dinos robbie and robert dollar Shout out to my boy Limpy and Happy. Shout out to No Prep Felons, Bob Rice. Shout out to Ohio Grudge Racing's Josh Robinson. Shout out to the Mac Boys, Team Meatball, Nikki Bobby Inc., Young and Boosted, SRC, Backwoods Garage, Caitlin Ward, Spool Media, Stripper Glitter, The Tonys, Matt Smith, Team Hilton, Team Abeda, my boys, Neil, Brian, Tony, Ty, and oh, the peeps at The Green Solution, 810 North College Road. Make sure you guys check out The Green Solution for oh, your cannabis needs. What? up taylor awesome stuff all right as you know it's a very very special episode this week as we are celebrating two years that's right folks two years on air the ease and Bees podcast going into season number three lb do you think that we would be where we're at right now we're uh, going into season three Honestly, I didn't know where we would be starting out. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> uh, it's been a long journey, and we are nowhere close to where we want to be, that's for sure. But uh, yeah. it's it's slowly growing, and 
Uh, we know we got some stuff up our sleeve coming very soon, like the trip oh, here in about 20 days. I'm going to be putting forth probably the baddest event of the year and uh, hopefully getting some good interviews and stuff going on there at War in the Woods. So we'll be talking a lot more about that as we get closer. But let's talk about next week's guest. Like I mentioned, don't forget, coming on the show, returning veteran E's and B's podcast. That's going to be the number 80 machine, 87 machine of Matt Smith, he'll be our guest next week here to talk about the Outlaw three-hour race. And, of course, we're going to dive a little bit into his story. We'll see what he wants to talk about. We'll see how he feels about it. But we got some very cool stuff coming to you next week right here on the podcast. That's the driver of the number 87 machine, Matt Smith. Also, folks, uh, coming up this weekend, make sure you guys are staying tuned to all the E's and B's outlets out there as right. We'll have a a uh, very special video there on YouTube as we'll be doing a two-year giveaway. That's right, something going down this weekend. All you got to do is go to our YouTube channel, check the video out, follow the rules to be eligible, and you could be a winner on this two-year anniversary giveaway this weekend. What's so, better on a holiday weekend? Right, free stuff free on shit. a holiday weekend, man. And all you got to do is watch a silly video. Yeah. I mean, and you don't even really have to watch it. You just got to figure out the rules, right? Yeah, you just got to listen to that. <laughs> also, folks, if you're a race car driver, wrestler, athlete, or someone out there just trying to play and promote yourself, and you want to be on the Ease on the Ease and Bees podcast, get us at easeandbeespodcast at gmail.com. Give us your story. We'll get back to you and get you on air. That's easeandbeespodcast at gmail.com. Folks, make sure you guys are checking out the Ease and Bees merch page and also easeandbees.org as there will be a sale going on this weekend there at T Public. 35% off, folks. Some very cheap stuff. Stickers for two bucks. Shirts and stuff as low as $14, folks. Check it out. That's Ease and Bees T Public. Go to our page. We have that button on there for you. Just click they that, and it'll take you right to it. much more expensive at the show in in. Uh, Absolutely, we're looking. You're looking September. at twenty five bucks when you see me down in at War in the Woods. Yes, yeah, so if get you it go now. this weekend, folks, they will be under twenty dollars. I promise you. Um, with that, let's push it right on over to and get to that this day in spouts. Nineteen ninety, Dave Steve. Pitches a no-hitter for the Blue Jays to defeat the Indians 3-0 on the road at Municipal Stadium. He walks four, strikes out nine, and throws 123 pitches. That's a lot. The final out is a line drive by Jerry Brown to Junior Felix in the right field. Sieb previously took four no-hitters into the ninth, the first of which was in 1985 in a consecutive starts on September 24th and the 30th. 1998, Sieb had had no hitters, broken up with two outs in the ninth and two strikes on the batter on on August 4th, greatest day ever. 1989, we had a perfect game, broken up with two out in the ninth, and that is this day in spouts. All right, with that, that's going to wrap up all I got this week. Now I'm going to pass it on over to LB. We're going to get her notes and, of course, rip your city. All right, today is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. It is also National College Colors Day. That's right. Wear your favorite college team's colors today. Also, Blueberry Popsicle Day, Mm. Chianti 
Day. Weird. It's a wine. Okay. Uh, food Bank Day. Support a uh, food yeah, bank. Yeah, help out, out them there, food please. banks if you can. Um, Pierce Your Ears Day. Done. Baseball Day. Yes. World Coconut Day. Ooh. And also, happy birthday to Selma Hayek. Ooh, hope I said that right. And Keanu Reeves. Ooh, Keanu. Saturday, Aaron Rodgers. The 3rd of September is National Skyscraper Day. Cool. Franchise, Franchise Appreciation Day. Nice. Bacon Day. Yeah, mm, bacon. How about that? It kind of goes with the show. Uh, Merchant Navy Day. National Hummingbird Day. Tailgating Day. Awesome. One of my favorites. U.S. Bowling League Hit Day. Hit strike for me. Beard Day. <clears throat> Absolutely beard month starting for me. Nope. Um, and happy birthday to Charlie Sheen and Sean White. Ooh. Now, Sunday the 4th is National Wildlife Day. Nice. Macadamia Nut Day. Ooh. Pet Rock Day. <laughs> and happy birthday to Xavier Woods. It's a new day. Yes, yes it, it is. Yes, it is. Happy birthday, happy Xavier birthday. Woods. Happy birthday, Beyonce. Oh, the queen bee herself. Beyonce. And Damon Wayne's. Happy nice, birthday. Nice, nice. Let's get to it and rip your city. Okay, top 10 cities this week are number 10, Selena, Texas. Ooh, newbie, welcome to the top 10. Texas. Number 9, Boston, Boston. Massachusetts. <laughs> number 8 is Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Indiana. Welcome to the top 10. Number 7 is Charlotte. North Carolina. Number six is Broomfield, Thank you, Colorado. Number five is Denver. Denver. Hang in there, five. Number four is Frankfurt, Germany. Germany. They're sitting pretty right there. Yes, they are. They have holding that down for a long time. Yeah, they have. Number three is Anderson. Hey, calm down. Indiana. Number two is Fort Collins. Whoa. Back on top two weeks in a row. By a long shot. Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Thank you so much out there, folks, for all the love. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, leave a comment. As LB always says, give us that five-star review. It takes 30 seconds. Pass the gravy. Spread the butter. Tell a friend. Tell a family. Tell somebody about this podcast. Yes, please. And make sure everybody out there has a wonderful, safe, and amazing, badass holiday weekend. And until next week, you know the drill. Season three, baby. Mm-hmm. Make sure you eat your breakfast. It was a good season. I love it. Can't wait till next one. Peace. Have a good weekend. Three day weekend.